Konnichiwa. And howdy y'all. I'm Leslie. And I'm Laurie. And welcome to Sumo, Sumo Kaboom. Where we talk about all things Sumo. Yeah, that's right. And uh, this week, today, we're talking about days one and two of the Aki September Basho. And we have just a brief interview with the Grand Sumo Breakdown guys. In case you don't know who they are, they're another podcast. They've been around a long time. So we thought we'd just sit down with them and we just like hanging out and talking about sumo and uh, they're our friends. So I hope you'll stick around and enjoy that. But first, news flash. There's also not tons of news that's unrelated to the Basho. So I will say that they announced this week that the rankings for the November Basho, which will have the wrestlers from the Miyagano stable, they're the ones who are Kyujo for this whole Basho because of coronavirus and that whole terrible outbreak. They are going to, for the most part, just defer their rankings to November, which is good because it would be really crappy if those guys were like, well, hey, you said we can't show up to fight and then now you're going to lower us in rank. So there may be some wiggle room depending on how the guys who are actually wrestling now, what their records are like. But for the most part, they said that they're going to basically defer their rankings to November. That's what they did last time, isn't it? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Former Yokozuna Kitano Fuji has an official curry he's selling online to commemorate the first anniversary of the Koko Gikan's curry. This is news. Yeah. Yes. Would you like to find news? No, I'm not saying anything against your news. <laughs> I'm saying this is definitely newsworthy. Well, and he also has a video of him making a sample of it. So for 400 yen, you can sample this. I think you can get it online and it comes with a, in a trio of curries. So go out there and get your Kitano Fuji, Yokozuna Kitano Fuji curry. Will they ship to Texas? I have not checked, but uh, crossing my fingers, hopefully they will. That would be awesome if they did. That's all I got. Awesome. So let's go to day one. Yeah. Of the Basho. Honestly, my favorite part of the first day mm-hmm. was Terano Fuji's Doyo Iri. Right, wasn't it? <laughs> it's so, it's momentous. It was, it's exciting. It w- It felt so right. I think I was clapping along with everyone else every time his feet stamped the ground. Mm-hmm. I was in front of my computer screen like, oh, yeah, I'm clapping along with you. And I was just so proud of him. Yeah. And it was really, I didn't expect it to be as emotional as it was. But it's it's one thing to see the ceremony in the Meiji Shrine, but it's a whole nother thing to see it actually where a sumo basho is happening. Yeah. And to see him lead out. And be I the said only that wrong, the Coco Geekon. <laughs> and be the only guy doing it. Yeah. Because I think he did a not there. Great job and the crowd was excited about it and yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. As as wonderful as the sumo was, that was my favorite part. But a couple things I do want to mention. First, before I even say that. Robert sent us an email saying, hey, you ladies had a question about Yutakayama's name. Mm -hmm. And you're right. Yama means mountain. But he said the kanji for Yutaka means plentiful, rich, or abundant. Amazing. So abundant mountain. I like it. I love it. It's a great name. And thank you for sending that along to us, Robert. Thank you, Robert. Abundant mountain came out flying on day one like he was a 007 villain and went straight for the throat 
of Kaisei and just pushed Kaisei right on out by the throat. It was a nasty Notoa attack, and I loved it. (laughs) (laughs) It's nice to see him back, and it's nice. It was lovely to see him coming out strong. It was like he got shot out of a cannon and was like, I will take one. Yeah. And I I have to say my overall thought, and I... Maybe it's just where I was. There were some good matches, but overall day one, to me, kind of came out. It didn't come out with a blast. So that was a good example of a bout that was exciting and energetic where a lot of the other matches just kind of look like like they didn't show up with a lot of energy or feistiness to them. Oh, Mm -hmm. well. That's interesting. Yeah. There was a lot of surprises on day one, surprise losses that I wasn't really expecting. Well, yeah. Um, The Teretsuyoshi Okinoumi was was another favorite of mine. Yeah, it was an interesting hinka from uh, Teretsuyoshi up top. Well, he tried to go in really low. Didn't work. And it, well, because Okinoumi expected it. So he knew he was going to go low. I think he was going for the leg pick is what I think was happening. But Okinoumi just grabbed him from the top. Teretsuyoshi was crouched super down low going for a leg. And Okinoumi just like kind of leaned over him and grabbed his shoulders and his chest from the top. And then it looked like he just was trying to flatten the guy by leaning all of his weight on him. He showed just incredible footwork because Teretsuyoshi tried everything. He tried twisting to get out of that position. He tried pulling down. But Okinoumi was literally on top of him (laughs) the entire time and would not let him get away. It was one of the weirdest push outs ever. It was kind of like he just sort of shuffled him to the edge and then Teretsuyoshi had no place to go but to step off the toyo. It was a strange loss for Teretsuyoshi, but I really loved that fight because I loved I loved seeing the guy with so much experience expect what was coming at him and do just the right thing perfectly. So I love that fight. Wakataka Kage came out fighting on day one with so much speed and power against Takayasu. He was so fast. I was. It was really nice to see that. And I was really surprised by both Ozeki's losing yeah. on day one. Uh, Hokuto Fuji looked really great and fast and nimble against Takakesho. It made me a little, well, not a little, but a lot worried. Yeah, exactly. Watching him on day one. But I loved Hokuto Fuji made this huge push to push him out at the edge. It looked like something you would find in a Marvel movie where his legs were spread far apart and it was this whole double handed push. And then his hands were white. It was very dramatic. And I love Hokuto Fuji for that dramatic flair. And so for me, that was kind of, I don't know. I just found myself cheering for that. And then suddenly thinking, oh, no, Takakeisho. Yeah, we'll talk about Takakesha on day two, but yeah, I'm just equally worried. Yeah. Shodai, uh, Hoshoryu looked great. Hoshoryu showed every bit that he was completely capable of hanging out up top. (laughs) Yeah, he looked fast. Yeah, he looked fast and Shodai, that's what I kind of mean is that like, Shodai looked kind of lazy Shodai compared to how he can look like how he did on day two but I was just kind of like blech but maybe they just need time to you know they're 
they got to get time to get used to the water. Maybe the water's too cold. Maybe it takes them a little <laughs> while to get adjusted. Chiyotairu blasted Hidenoumi at the Tachiai on day one. Hidenoumi had zero answer, nothing. It was a huge blast and then absolutely nothing. So that was an interesting one to me. He just came out of the gate, Chiyotairu, just like a bull. It looked like he got something in his eye. Did you notice that? Uh, it could have just been he from the sheer me. blast of Chiyotairu. <laughs> I thought, did Chiyotairu just like give him the three stooges like boink in the eyeball? Yeah, somewhere they always in get that? bonked in the eyes. I always worry about the retinas and things like that. <laughs> the only guy to me, though, that looked like had incredible energy on day one was Tamawashi. And he beat Kota Nowaka, and he looked like the only wrestler to me that was there to fight it out. So much energy and so much power and strength with Tamawashi. It was Tamawashi that won the Basho. It was that guy on day one. Everybody else didn't, to me, didn't look like they were ready on day one. What? what I mean, except, for, except for like uh, Ted and Fuji. I thought there were a lot of guys that showed a lot of strength, a lot of power. I loved day one, but Taran Fuji just, he bookended it for me. It started out great with Taran Fuji, and then he ended it great with his fight with Ishinojo on day one. Mm-hmm. Um, that Tachiai was just huge, and I was amazed because he knocked big old Ichinojo back mm-hmm. and out, and he looked every inch of his Yokozuna status from the beginning to the end of the day. Like he looked like he deserved every one of those envelopes that he received after that fight with Ichinojo on mm-hmm. day one. For so sure. I thought it was a great start to the Basho. You want to do day two? I only have one fight that I want to talk about on day oh. two. Well, earlier in another episode, I talked, I think it was last time, I talked about Miyogaru and will he kind of decide to rise again back to his former strength? Day one, he actually, he was looking pretty strong for his win against uh, Endo. And in day two, I also thought the same thing. He was looking strong. He, uh, him versus Koto Eko, he he won the Tachiai handedly, and he pretty much just ran over Kotoeko backwards and out. But there was something about his energy on day two where I was like, I'm liking this. Mm-hmm. Indo quickly defeats Tochinoshin. Tochinoshin won the first day in his old way, and then now going against somebody who has still so much strength and so much power, he was able to kind of quickly defeat uh, Tochinoshin. He, or at least Indo knows fighting Tochinoshin so much what his weaknesses are. I was uh, happy to see Endo's win on day two. I thought he looked good physically. Yeah. He looked really strong because I was wondering how he was going to come back after that injury. Right. And he looked like the old Endo. Yeah, he did. Tamiwashi, again, showing some major serious power and strength against Chiyoshoma. He won by Hitaki Komi, but it was the way he fought. It's just the energy that he's had versus maybe some of the energy I've seen in the past that's just not there. Something about him this time is just kind of, he's got a lot of spunk and I'm liking it. <laughs> you know, maybe you're just in the mood for baked goods. Maybe. I just like Tamawashi. I always have. <laughs> I think he's a great wrestler and people underestimate him. And he's the guy that you know, he always shows up. Yeah. He has never missed a bout. And there's something about his work ethic or what he brings day to day, which kind of amazes me. I agree. I think he's got swagger this time. He's got a swagger back because after both days of wins, when he turns around to walk back to his side, he has that sort of sly smile on his face. Like, yeah, look what I just <laughs> did. He's uh, he's doing really well at his M4 position. Yeah. 
He is. The Shodai versus Takayasu was exciting. That was kind of my match of the day, mainly because Shodai has uh, has the better record between these two. It's like 13 and 9. Now it's like 14 and 9 over Takayasu. And I think that's because they're similar in height and they're similar in belly. Like Takayasu's belly is a little bigger, but there's something about that, that Takayasu has a harder time with Shodai. Mm-hmm. And um, maybe it's because Shodai doesn't just jump into like defense the whole time. He still did with Takayasu, but he has to be more aggressive, I think, with him. And so Takayasu, I think, brings out the best in Shodai or a more aggressive Shodai. So Takayasu came out really, really strong at the Tachiai, but after Shodai managed to wear him out. He deflected most of Takayasu's energy and offense. So Shodai decided to kind of focus his energy on pulling Takayasu's body up and getting inside, really close on the inside. He kept his head straight into Takayasu's chest as best as he could. He pushed up really hard under the shoulder of Takayasu. He he was able to move him backwards and that moment, Takayasu knew he was going backwards. He's got to pull some kind of miracle. He attempts sort of a position at maybe a throw at the edge, but he just, he had no real estate. And so Shodai was able to push him out successfully. So I thought that was, it was a good Oshidashi win for Shodai, but also reminding us like Shodai does have the ability to get in there, get aggressive with the right opponent. I just want to see that with every opponent. That Shodai goes against. And I was sad to see Takayasu lose, but hey, to see Shodai win, (laughs) I'll take it. (laughs) Kiribayama versus Takakesho. This to me says Takakesho is hurt. He clearly had really no response to Kiribayama. And Kiribayama is great, but Takakesho has been greater. And... Kiribayama had a really focused attack on Takakesho, pushing and thrusting him out, and it and it worked, but it, it just seemed off. Like either he didn't have the energy to respond, or he was he's afraid with his neck injury yeah, to which, respond. Which I would be. I would be too. He looked hesitant, and even though he had a big old headbutt at the Tachiai, I think there's something still very injured with him. I agree with you. I think there's something really wrong there, whether it's physical or mental. I can't imagine doing sumo with a neck injury. Right. I just and can't. he's Katoban. So he has this extra yeah. layer of pressure on top of it all. And he just didn't look like he was 100%. So I'm worried about him. I but am I'm too. not at all worried about Ted and Fuji because he disposed of Hoshoryu pretty easily. Hoshoryu is really, really feisty. Yeah. And he's got, he's so, he's such a tactician. He can use his legs or whatever, but yeah. Mongolian versus Mongolian, he, he had no answer. And Ted and Fuji looked 100% like uh, a Yokozuna who was like, come at me with anything. Terunofuji looked stable and yeah. strong yeah. and uh, yeah, just amazing. I was really looking forward to seeing those two together. I I didn't know who was going to win because I thought Hoshoryu could probably trip him yeah. uh, easier. And I was glad to see that he couldn't. I was glad to see that Terunofuji was basically in the driver's seat and uh, wrapped him right up. Yeah. And he did. My favorite bout of day two, you skipped right over. So can we go back to it? Absolutely. It was uh, Teretsuyoshi versus Ura. 
That was my favorite fight of day two. Well, it was the bloodiest fight. Well, it was... Uda was beat well, to hell. I, before we get to the ending, I just want to set it up a little bit. Because if you're not familiar with sumo, these are two of the smaller guys fighting each other. And two smaller guys who use very different amounts of salt. So from the beginning, I knew I was going to enjoy it. And I did because Teretsuyoshi got his huge you know, fistfuls of salt and threw that up and Ura threw his three little grains. So I, I love seeing that initially. And uh, they're both small, but they're shaped so differently. And they both at the Tachiai, well, first of all, Ura was way far back, like he was trying a new tactic. So that was odd. And then they both came in so low like, you could tell neither one of them is used to fighting people of their own size because they ended up bonking heads right at the top with the super low Tachiai. And I think that, I think, Ura honestly was seeing stars from the beginning of this fight, the bonk of heads, all the way to the end. Because after the bonk of heads, the only way I can describe it is to say it was a brawl. I mean, Teretsuyoshi just started slapping him, slapping his head, slapping his face. And Ura did what I think is so amazing when sumo wrestlers do it, is he just withstood all of the slaps, all of the waves coming at him from all sides. Yeah, they and looked like they had some beef. Yeah, like there was some well, interpersonal... I don't even know that. <laughs> but Ura withstood it all and got in and close until he could get Teretsuyoshi's belt. And it didn't really work in the end. Teretsuyoshi, you know, ended up sending him out anyway, down to his chest and then off the doyo altogether. But yeah, Ura ended up with a bloody nose and he looked really shaky when he got up. It was one of those moments where I thought, wow... These guys volunteer to do that. Like they're getting paid to do that and they're mm -hmm. coming back for more. It's incredible to watch and it's incredible that they like doing that. But that was my favorite fight of the day. Yeah. So thank you both, Teretsuyoshi and Ura, for being willing to do that. Exactly. It was a thriller. I'm um, sensing a theme with myself. Like, it's so scary and exciting when these wrestlers go for the head. I mean, I know they work on their neck muscles like crazy. But then when you get a neck injury like Takakesho does, like the whole thing changes. And it suddenly becomes very dangerous. And I'm like, everybody just stay away from his neck. Like, yeah. keep him okay. I want I him to be so okay. I get so uncomfortable with it. Most of the time, I'm like, oh, God. They just look like they're getting hurt, and I want to take care of them. <laughs> well, this, yeah, I couldn't really, it didn't seem like Ura was hurt at the end of this one. He, they deal with this every day, well, so it's yeah. probably nothing new to them. It's just for someone like me, I'm like, oh my gosh, that must hurt. Yeah, like, I mean, he was, he was normal. slower to get up, and it's always, mm. like, it's harder when it takes him a while to get up. You want him he to just pop He so up. hard, though, considering how blasted he got from yeah. that Tachi Ura put 100% into it despite being bashed in the face. He really did. And I think that's why people like Ura is that he's unpredictable. He has incredible flexibility, but he's just such a fighter. He just never stops. And that's that's the fun part about watching him do sumo to me. And I think we're going to see more of that kind of style from him with him at the, what is he, Magashira 6 this time? Yeah. So he's fighting higher up in the ranks. I'm watching him figure out how to take on these higher ranked guys and try not to get beat up like he did today. And I think he kind of got a wake up call today like, oh, did not expect this guy of my same size to do that. 
I think that's it for day two. Yeah, it's, uh, I'm loving the sumo so far. I'm, I mean, I'm loving sumo too. I'm just glad it's back. I'm glad we have a new Yokozuna. The very beginning of 15 days of some really amazing sumo. The plot lines have not really presented themselves yet, but they will very soon. All right, let's take a turn. Let's take, I always say, let's take a hard left here. We can take a hard right. <laughs> gonna, let's take a hard right. We can take talk. a U-turn. We we're, can do a we're nice three-point turn. We're going to like pull over to the side, stop at the gas station, and mm-hmm. talk to our friends, mm-hmm. the guys at Grand Sumo Breakdown. These guys have been dedicated to sumo for years. They have a podcast and a YouTube channel of their own, and we were just so happy that they were willing to sit down and chat sumo with us for a little bit. We're hoping to talk with them again in the future, maybe less about sumo and more about other things in life. <laughs> but is there anything other than sumo? That's pretty much what we have in common. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just fine because they're really cool guys. So let's hop to that interview. Can each of you say your name just so that listeners can match a voice with a name? Yep, we can do that. My name is Ryan with the Grand Sumo Breakdown Podcast. This is Jake. I guess this I'm also Mac. from that same podcast. <laughs> I thought we were doing just our normal intro here. Fine. <laughs> Screw you. <laughs> hey, our, our newest YouTube video, we actually have nameplates on it now. So that'll that is be kind of nice. That'll be helpful. Ooh, nice. Speaking of your videos, I thoroughly enjoyed the John Gunning interview. Wait, we absolutely <laughs> loved it. Yes, but we didn't we didn't get everyone's name. Did we miss Mac? Yes. Sorry. Oh, I thought he said his no. name. <laughs> I said I just said I just said my normal intro, but uh, this is Mac of the Grand Sumo Breakdown podcast. There you go. There we go. Now we got everybody. And who Sorry are you guys? About that, Mac. Yes, but who are you? Yeah, I am Leslie, and I am Laurie of Sumo, of Sumo Kaboom. Kaboom. Ah, there we go. Okay. Yeah, there we go. Uh, there are many many things I loved about your John Gunning interview, but the best part, and I think I I already typed it into YouTube, was that John Gunning gave me the name of some sumo porn that I immediately looked up. You can find it on Amazon oh, yeah. and buy yes. it new or yes. used. And I would opt for the new. <laughs> my personal so, so I assume the entire stock used. of that is heading down to Texas right now. That's you, right. That's right. We're going to we, well, buy every episode. Ryan, we did say that we needed to find a way to raise the rating from one gold star to at least two. I can think of no better way. <laughs> yep. That was Rating our promise it. on the episode. I am happy yeah, yeah. to do an Amazon review. Yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> I'll give it five stars. I know. There I we would go. have to honestly watch it though. And I would have to critique it. And, <laughs> and then we'll see where it goes. And then we'll see where it goes from there. Yeah. Excuse yeah. me. That is not a regulation, Uchari. I don't know what you think you're doing. <laughs> that is not Asuke how you tie a is not performed this way. <laughs> that is not how the doyo itty goes. <laughs> It's a very right. sexy do you eat? I know, I know. So it's been like 30 seconds other than sumo porn to start this off. This is exactly yes. how we expected it. This is perfect. <laughs> well, you know, I tell people all the time that sumo kaboom is kind of the Graham Norton of podcasts when it comes to sumo. Ooh. The Graham Norton. Do y'all show. know who Graham Norton is? How oh, old do you think we are? Okay, okay, good. <laughs> But but you guys are very different from our, you know, Graham Norton podcast. So why don't you describe what you do on Grand Sumo Breakdown? Oh, good. I thought she was going to ask us to describe Graham Norton. I know. Show. I was like, oh, shit, she called my bluff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Grand Sumo Breakdown podcast, uh, our main 
thing that we're doing is we're reviewing each Basho that is happening. We do a nice long preview episode to talk about everything we think is going to be happening in the Basho and usually getting things laughably wrong. Uh, we do a check-in episode <laughs> yes. halfway through the tournament to see how everything's progressing and see what we think is going to be happening uh, for the final week of the tournament. And then we do a recap episode at the end to talk about everything that we've seen, uh, <laughs> how things kind of line up historically, how our predictions went. Uh, we embarrass somebody on the podcast <laughs> who had the worst predictions and we punish them. Uh, the punishments can can get interesting, uh, to say the least. Uh, your favorite, obviously, the sumo erotica. Yes, uh, yes. That we have done a few times. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, in, be <laughs> in between the Bashos, we just do some random stuff. Uh, we've done some history episodes where we've talked about Rickshie of the past. Uh, we've done some game show episodes. Uh, we do episodes where we answer questions from fans. Uh, so just get a couple episodes out in between the tournaments just to kind of make that dead time uh, a, little, a little more lively for us. Yeah, and, and you... we, we follow up with whoever you guys have talked to recently and do a slightly <laughs> lo lower quality interview with this. Yes, we, we go for the scraps, if you haven't yeah, noticed yeah. that. The sloppy seconds of yes, podcast we're the sloppy interviews. seconds, guys. <laughs> no, we get, we get their B to C us. game. Well, y'all were on the scene before us. Yes. And I want to talk about our meet cute. Um, oh. we didn't, we didn't really have one. Um, but, but <laughs> how, how we, how we found each other. I mean, and I think we had started listening to you guys and we're like, there are these guys in the middle of like Iowa or something talking all about sumo, but meeting other people all over the U S that we have zero connection to whatsoever that we <laughs> found through the sumo world of just fandom. And so and we, you're like, wow. Anybody can do this. <laughs> and thus yeah. GSB was born. <laughs> no, you guys no. were very nice. You reached out to us yeah. and, and welcomed us in yes. and have been so just wonderful. Yeah, since and so Manichi also did the same thing. Yeah. They were like, welcome. There has been nothing but like um like it's it's been cool. We could be competitors, but we're not because I like genuinely like you guys. <laughs> <laughs> and you stay in your lane so that that helps. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But wait, I want to know how long have you guys been doing this? We just mentioned on our Aki preview episode that we recorded last night that this is the beginning of our fifth year of coverage. So we started right. Aki amazing. 2017 tournament, and so now it's Aki 2021. We started yeah. watching in 2016 and then thought, we can do this. Anybody could do this. One right. year Let's of experience. The ring. <laughs> Clearly, we are the most qualified people to talk about Clearly. this. Clearly. Clearly. And who won that first tournament you watched? Haramu Fuji. Ah, you do remember. And then, okay, so you've been doing it. Don't test me on my <laughs> sumo knowledge. I will win every time. Ryan is an uh, odd it, savant with that yeah. kind of stuff. Oh, yeah? <laughs> it's rote memorization yes. about sports trivia. That is Ryan's thing. Now, That's analysis, amazing. on the other hand, we shouldn't push him too hard. <laughs> also true. But there, there's a reason I just push the conversation along and then let you guys do the answers. <laughs> Here are a whole bunch of facts I have no reason to remember. Can the other three of you guys talk about it for a little bit and have opinions? Yeah. Well, yes, well, we yes. can. <laughs> well, and you have since gone over to Japan to see it in mm -hmm. person, right? Yes. And so tell me about that. When did you guys do that? That was back in 2019. That was for the eighth day of the Nagoya Basho. We went for two weeks out in Japan and just thoroughly toured all over. We went to Tokyo. We went to Nagoya for the actual tournament. We went all over the place or well, as, as many places as we could go and squeeze into two weeks. 
but had an got, absolute uh, ball. Yeah, here's a, our yes. souvenir from the day that we actually were there. Is that you with Kisuno Sato? Oh my yes. God. Yes, that Oyakata. That's it, the pride and joy of our entire studio collection here. Yeah, oh. apparently if you get there right when it opens, there's just these sumo legends walking around and you can take a picture with them. And so, yeah, it, it was fantastic. We also saw, uh, I think it was Naruto, uh, and we wisely stayed away from him. He did not look like... No. <laughs> like he was open for oh, taking yeah. pictures. He, he was not open. No. He saw us coming and was like, no. Nothing. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, sumo, it, it happens all day long, uh, you know, in a tournament, yeah. all the lower divisions, they start bright and early goes from like what roughly eight or 9am all the way to yep. prime time. It's done by like six ish local. Um, so like, you know, 90% of people don't show up until we are well into it. But if you're nerds who traveled halfway across the world for this, yeah. we were there like an hour early. So <laughs> yeah, it was great. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was complete happenstance. But, but uh, yeah, now uh, Kisuno Sato, friend of the show, no big deal. Uh, we, we, we know people, so. We got to see Terano Fuji on his rise back yes. up that day. Wow. He was wrestling either in uh, Jonidan or Sandanme that day. Wow. That's Which amazing. one are you guys hoping to hit? Well, we have to wait for yeah, yeah. Just as soon as COVID, as soon as COVID as, goes away, yeah, the first one we can get to. Yeah, I mean, oh. <laughs> really. Whenever they're like, you guys can come back. I still feel like it's gonna be a while, but the first time we can get over there, we will, we will make it, make it happen. Yeah. <laughs> Our latest uh, plan that we're trying to hatch is that what they say? Sure. Hatching a plan. Sure. Is okay. Um, Whenever those sumo karaoke videos came out, I, mm. I we're very interested in singing sumo duets now with any wrestler <laughs> that will have us. That is true. Oh, so, <laughs> figure out how to make that happen. We're yeah. going to do it. Yeah. So that may be part of our trip where we just like have to be like, can I meet up with you in a karaoke room? And then can I sing with you? I don't yeah. care what song it is. Do you know anything Do you know Greece? Yeah. Can we sing that? Ooh, all some, right. Some song like New York, New York or something where they've got to know it. Or I will learn a Japanese song and, and let do it my go. Best. I hear let it go is very popular in Japan. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I could sing anything. It's impossible to escape that. Anymore. Yeah. I was yeah. about to say, I, I thought we were done with Frozen, but it <laughs> but just <no>. comes back. <laughs> Okay, so what are your predictions for this Akiba show? What do you think is going to happen? Uh, we already talked about that on our show. Yeah. So oh, so can't Jake, be nice. <laughs> There's like two full hours of us talking about. This. We don't. We don't really want to give away. You know, we don't want to give it away for free. So right. we need the precious downloads. Right. We need those downloads. Yeah. That's how we pay our rent. <laughs> no, I, we were we were pretty uh, we're pretty unanimous, right? Like at least yeah. on we we're we were all pretty. If if you have to pick a favorite, Terano Fuji is the clear the yeah. clear favorite. I think this time around. Yeah. That's not to say that it, he's got it locked down by any means, but I think he's got it. But about seventy five to eighty percent locked down. Yeah, yeah. It, certainly more than anybody. Second place is a very very distant. Uh, who did we say? Maybe like Takakesho, Takiyasu are kind of in the mix, but like, yep, yeah, maybe a surprise. Each maybe, Dojo, yeah, maybe Basho. an unknown. We were kind of feeling the same. We're like, I mean, it's Ted Fuji's, you know, Yokozuna debut, so I imagine he'll be pretty pumped. Mm -hmm. um, but I do imagine everyone will come for him <laughs> as a Yokozuna. <laughs> oh, definitely. Like, they want, they want to take him down. Um, Takakesho, as long as his neck is okay, he says he's okay, but they're all okay. Yeah. Um, I, I think he's, you know, got a good shot at, at, um, 
yeah, given him some good stiff competition. Shodai, I think, is in Shodai land. He's just going to try to get his Kachikoshi. <laughs> they're hitting so every single topic that we talked about here. <laughs> well, yeah, oh, of I course. Mean, but we, we've got some interesting Shodai theories that yes i'm not gonna lower the quality of this podcast by bringing up here <laughs> but there, let's just say there's some interesting show theories that we threw out there but yeah i think takakesha is a real good one to look out for because he is coming off that injury yeah. uh but we kind of looked into how does he do coming off of these injuries ever mm-hmm. since he's become an ozeki and he's done it three times in the past and gotten double digit wins each time he's come back from an injury so things could be looking pretty good for takakesha here i think another thing we talked a lot about that we're really looking forward to is there's a lot of young guys in the top three Mikeshira ranks yeah. and we're really excited to see how will the group of Hoshoryu, Kiribayama, Kotonowaka, Wakatakakage, how will they all do facing the top rankers? Some yeah. for the first time in their careers, some like Wakatakakage trying to get back to where he was. Right. Right. Of course. And how do you think Hoshoryu is going to do in that M1 slot? <sighs> I... I don't, I didn't put a prediction to it, but I think it's going to be six to nine wins. I don't think he explodes one way or the other. My, my guess would be he's solid enough that he can take some wins. We've seen him beat Shodai twice already. So we know he can beat in Ozeki, but this is just more pressure being up that high, uh, knocking on the door of Sanyaku ranks. We don't know how he'll deal with that yet. Uh, so there could be some nerves involved. So I think anywhere between six and nine, I don't think there's a double digit number in his record. Yeah. Yeah. I think that Hoshoryu in particular, I I'm very hopeful for because he has had, he's had kind of like a slow and steady rise to this. Yeah. We all kind of expected him to get here eventually. Uh, but for example, uh, contrast him with Kota Waka, who got like a huge boost from, an unexpectedly good record. Mm-hmm. I don't expect Kodonawaka to do very well just because that's going to be a massive step up for him. But Hoshore, oh, you really? I, yeah. Oh, I'm hoping. I'm really hoping well, he's going to do well. There's a difference between what record. my, yeah, there's a difference between what my brain expects and what my heart wants for sure okay, on a lot okay. of these guys. But I, I think Hoshore, you, yeah, like I said, we've, a lot of people have been expecting him to get here eventually. And I'm, I'm glad that he didn't just rock it right up. Uh, to get completely annihilated by a massive step up in competition. So, yeah, he, he's definitely improved. I would say his Tachiai over the past Basho or so. Uh, definitely market improvement there. And he's still 22 years old. He's still not going to be as big as he's going to be at the peak of his career. So there's there's only up to go for Hoshoryu, I feel like. Right. It'll probably take 22. him a little bit longer. He's 22. He could keep growing. He could be taller. <laughs> He's going to have a growth spurt. Yeah, I'm sure his growth spurt's going That's what we were hoping for Takakesha when he was pushing Ozaki at 22 years old. Yeah, yeah. His arms could get longer. He's only 22. But <laughs> he, he grew out, happened. not up. <laughs> yeah. He did. So one of my big questions to you guys is how are you tracking these stats? Are you tracking them on your own or are you using the Sumo database? How are, how are you doing that? Uh, for winning techniques in particular, Sumo, Sumo DB, su- the Sumo database online is where we get like all of our raw data for sure. Um, but one of the things it does is it lets you summarize uh, every bout that a wrestler has ever had sorted by the winning technique. Mm-hmm. And I can just, I have an Excel sheet that I just copy it over and put in some formulas to compare that to what, what is normal. 
Um, so wow. once, yeah, it, that, that one, a lot of homework, you must've been very good at what call, what class would that have been? Stats, stats. <laughs> Did you have uh, stats in college or, uh, spread, enough, Excel I, spreadsheets or I don't think that was part of our curriculum. <laughs> weirdly enough. Yeah. I don't think any of us actually like studied statistics, but like, you know, we, the, the four of us guys all did like, you know, some engineering classes enough that we like we can still man manipulate numbers when we got to, but, um, <laughs> no, the, uh, we, we, we have uh, a handful of different spreadsheet tracker type things like that, that we update when we need to, if we think it's going to find something interesting for us. And I've got yeah. the hard data in a notebook. <laughs> we just, somebody's got to keep records somewhere, man. <laughs> we just let Mac write in his, on his it, paper, like uh, yeah. somebody from the 1700s or something. Well, Mac, and I remember <laughs> you keep attendance. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. I do actually keep attendance. <laughs> you know, Mac, you. they are already keeping that data somewhere. It is that SumoDB website. They don't need let your him help. think that he's helping. Just let him. <laughs> let me live in my fantasy. All right, this this man's been wearing a belt and tucking his T-shirt into it since he was like 15 years old. So yes, your point. <laughs> it's tucked in no, right now. I remember no. watching you do that in Austin when we were yes. watching the US sumo guys. And I was Wearing like, this his guy, shirt into his well, belt. I didn't notice that actually. Oh no, I was but in my tracking. Hawaiian shirt That's in Austin. That's right, your wet, your wife made, which yes. I was yes. so jealous of because I was like, she's got some mad skills and I love this print. <laughs> yeah. But she's no, making no, another no. one. Ooh. Different print, different pattern. Okay, we will go there next. But I remember watching you write down exactly who it was that was winning and what technique they were using. And it was all Long in the spiral yeah. bound notebook. I was very, very impressed. Because like, we were just- kicker for Austin or like any, any United States sumo, which we're, we're doing our best to try and yes. catch up on that, that, uh, you know, that whole community as well. Mm -hmm. There just isn't anything official. There isn't like a sumo DB with stuff on it. There isn't like the best, the best that we get is either stuff that we watch or if somebody keeps track of their own matches, you know, we've had a couple yeah. of guys, I uh, was at Kyle, the, the open weight champion, um, yep. that Kyle we Ferreter. talked to, uh, yeah, yep. we, we talked to him and he was like, oh yeah, I got all my results. And he sent us a, a list of every match that he'd done in any tournament and how he thought he did in it. In it. And that was like, that's, that's awesome. I wish we could have that but, for all of our tournaments here, but that's and the thing. If, and yeah, if somebody has you to don't do write it down, then right. And yeah. that's why I do it. That's what we're starting to build. We're starting to create that database. That's awesome. That's awesome. Where's that going to live? Uh, probably on our blog for now until Max it finds notebook. another home. Yeah. <laughs> and in my notebook, it will live in two places. It, uh, you know, timeshare. We're, we call it a spreadsheet, but it's really just Mac with graph paper. <laughs> well, you're not wrong. Mac, you're going to change the world. You really are. He's going to set us back 50 to 60 years, and you're going to thank me for it. I absolutely will not. The internet did not exist back then. Um, well, okay, so um, what are your plans for the future? That's a big question. That's a big well, question. Like, where do we you were... see yourself in like 20 years? Yeah. <laughs> John Gunning, I'm nice. coming for you. <laughs> We uh we were able to do some uh, live commentary from mm -hmm. Iowa here for the uh, Florida Sumo Iron Belly tournament. Yeah. That was a ton of fun. Uh, me and Mac uh, were able to do the you know the whole play by play thing from our own studio here, uh, oh, and that was cool. awesome. So yeah. we're hoping that that catches on because like it's really expensive to travel. Yes, it is. <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, you guys- and it's I, a pain I, in the ass to travel too. Also it's true. It's not like it's easy right now, so. I, I'm super jealous and, and I love that you guys are in Texas because like 
anywhere you, you could still be like 500 miles away and still be in Texas, I suppose. But yes. there are yeah. the Texas clubs that, you know, have, there's a lot more going on down there than like, you know, in the dead center of the Midwest. So <laughs> we are the sumo scene in the dead center of the <laughs> yes. Midwest and we don't do sumo. So that tells you uh, mm-hmm. about how many events we're going to be seeing locally. Did you find, we found it a big challenge to do commentary for sumo. It was a whole new world and uh, we were very unfamiliar with. I I loved it mainly because I did get to meet so many of the wrestlers here and everyone has an interesting story and why they came to sumo. And it's, it's awesome meeting other people who are totally in the sport, who know just as much about the sport as you do and possibly so much more. That was the cool part about it. But yeah, that's a low breaking bar it, if you're comparing it to us. <laughs> Sorry. I want to know like, how you guys, for you guys. You guys did fantastic though. Yeah, we were sitting so there going, to break crap, down. look at them. They're doing uh, no, it. They're honestly, doing it, man. No, for us, honestly, it was a lot of, who's that guy? I know. Is that guy? <laughs> they, is that guy tag. this guy on Instagram? <laughs> yeah. You know, like we were constantly trying to put Instagram and Twitter feeds with the people we were seeing. We just kept giving them nicknames. Oh, there's yeah, Lats, Lats and Tats. Lats and Tats. Look. Yep. Um, Lats and Tats uh, the guy who hosted yeah. the Iron Belly one. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yeah. But I want to know what you guys learned and how it was for you when you were doing sumo commentary. I think, uh, yeah, the the key that I, I'm an over-preparer when it comes to stuff like that. So like I... I like scoured everything I could on like tips for how to do like effective play-by-play commentary and stuff like that. And it all immediately went out the window, of course, <laughs> when we're on camera. <laughs> we're like, um, what was that? I was going to say, how I need to sign up for your class then. You I had no like idea. five or six tabs of all like the, all the brackets. We had like pictures sent to us personally by some of the guys on the scene and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And I'm like, okay, we got this. We actually have some stuff together. And I forgot to turn my microphone on at the beginning. Yep. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's, no. that's something I would do, Jake. I, I do expect. And I uh, expect you to do it when you get a chance to. So, oh, yeah, probably. <laughs> but no, we, we had a lot of fun. Um, it, I think, Mac, I, I don't want to speak for you, but for me, like the hardest part was definitely the stage fright. Uh, once it, we were it, able to get a little more loosey goosey and we'd been seeing the same guys a couple times so that we could keep track of who's who. Yeah. You know, it, it became very similar to us hanging out, doing our regular podcast and stuff like that. So one of the things that helped me was actually trying to get in touch with some of the wrestlers before the tournament and learning as much as I could about them. Yeah, and with that, great. I was able to write out a whole bunch of notes, not in a notebook, <laughs> on an actual screen that we could actually reference as we were commentating. So we wrote, we write a few notes here, a few notes there, previous records, previous histories of the tournaments they'd been to, what clubs they were associated with. That was the big one Yeah, was yeah. reaching out via Twitter or Facebook, any other social media platform and just saying, who are you? Yeah, are you yeah. going to be at this tournament? Tell us this, like yeah. what club, what, what bracket, where are you going to be? I, I'm not jealous of the one that you guys did because the tournament you guys were commentating had like four or five times as many people. Yeah. In it, so. <laughs> well, but it also had a whole bunch of drunk people behind us who were like, what are you doing? Yeah, that's true. I love this. <laughs> what, this is so cool. I'm going to watch it forever. Um, thank you guys so, so, so much for sitting down with us. We love hanging out with you and we love talking sumo. Um, and you guys are such experts and in and, and ways that we're not. I said that. I'm glad was- that was recorded because I would never have put us in that same category. <laughs> I'm glad that's been captured now. <laughs> It wasn't eloquent in the way I said it, though. I was like, did that come out right? I don't no, know. It what came I'm perfectly, saying. perfectly understood. <laughs> 
just you know more more honest praise is always appreciated <laughs> yes of course <laughs> i do i do want to point out before we have to go that grand sumo breakdown is not a three-man team uh, we do have a fourth member yes. uh right. Flaric, unfortunately you're you're missing the best of us uh Flaric is not <laughs> able to join us today uh but yeah we do have a, a four-man crew over at grand sumo breakdown and and Flaric is absolutely the best person in the world so Aww. Check check out Grand Sumo Breakdown if not just for Flaric. Yes. We can say yes. that because he's not here. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and probably won't listen, but you know, we'll and see. For our we'll social media for our listeners who would who don't know about you. I don't know how you don't know about Grand Sumo Breakdown, but how can they find you on the socials? Uh so Twitter, we are at G Sumo Breakdown, because I'm pretty sure Grand Sumo Breakdown is too long for a Twitter handle. <laughs> yes. yes, I think that's what it was. Uh, <laughs> Honestly, channel. just search for us. It's, it's, yeah. There's not a ton of results, but yeah, we're on Instagram and Twitter mainly. YouTube, uh, YouTube, um, and we, we have, have a blog. blog. Yeah, the blog yep. is grandsumobreakdown.wordpress.com. Mac has been doing some write-ups, especially about American tournaments and stuff. And Sweet. if you really want to get in contact with us, you can leave us a voicemail at 805-613-7866. That's 805-613-SUMO. We will always listen, and we will get back to you. We, we got you two voicemails a- this week about uh, garbage day pickup, and so... <laughs> You had the most random crap happen. Only the most critical news comes and in on that line. Yes. Jake and I, Jake and I needed to know, and our fans helped us out. So. <laughs> Technology. Yes. So thanks for listening. Also, if you haven't gotten a bingo card, it is not too late. You can visit our website, www.sumokaboom.com. Until next week, we will see you then. Sayonara. See y'all later. <laughs>